Indian cinema is going through an exciting and also a confusing time. On one hand, the Indian film in Telugu language RRR was named one of the best films by dozens of American publications. It won several awards including the Golden Globe and Critics Choice Award. Its song Natu Natu is nominated for the Oscars. While on the other hand, the year of 2022 was said to be one of the worst for Hindi cinema, popularly known as Bollywood. Films riding on big stars and bigger budgets were failing to bring audiences to the theaters. In the politically charged climate, comments made by actors prompted boycott trends on social media, along with accusations of nepotism in the industry. However, This grim mood in Bollywood changed a couple of weeks ago when superstar Shahrukh Khan returned after a break of 4 years with Pathan a spy action film which broke several box office records and got people back to the theaters there is no better person to talk about indian cinema than anupama chopra a film critic national award winning book author and journalist currently the founder and editor in chief of film companion a digital platform which offers a curated look at cinema and entertainment this is surbhi gupta thank you for joining us at the lead anupama so be thank you for having me i'm always very happy to talk about indian cinema it's my favorite thing in the world so first of all i wanted to ask you you know i was reading your book uh, the king of bollywood sharukh khan you talk about how filmmakers really wanted that crossover global cultural exchange and that has kind of happened with rrr you know it crossed over it was so popular so you know how did you see the success of the film you know what was your assessment like you know for me the success of rrr uh, obviously like it was for everybody i think uh, it was unexpected uh, i had not imagined a time when i would see richard brody waxing eloquent about a mainstream massive indian film in the new yorker uh, you know or or this kind of dancing when natu natu plays or when the film ends uh, honestly i've never i've never uh, seen anything like it for any other indian film uh, but i think that finally it's just the sheer joy that the film delivers uh, and it's that cinematic high that perhaps we've been missing from our lives for too long and especially through the pandemic and it is a big screen theatrical experience this is not a film i know it's on netflix and for a lot of people in the us that was their first introduction uh, but the true essence of rrr is when you're in a massive theater um, and you're just screaming when those animals come out and you know <laughs> you you're just going you're just losing the plot when all of those crazy you know antics are happening and it's just the the sort of it's so outlandish and so joyful and so cinematic that it's irresistible this was a telugu language film and in the global imagination india is associated with bollywood the hindi language cinema so what do you think that it means for indian cinema at large you know i think one of the best things to have happened in the last 5 6 years is that we are no longer fixating on what region of india a film comes from we are all watching everything uh, we're watching everything on streaming we're watching we're going to theaters and watching films that are not necessarily hindi first and that's a wonderful thing uh, i think that this sort of cross pollination of audiences of artists can only help 
each industry in India get better. Um, and there was, I think, I think uh, Bollywood just had sort of the most eyeballs, not necessarily in terms of actual eyeballs, but just in terms of media coverage, etc., for way too long. And uh, for a lot of the West, Indian cinema and Bollywood was synonymous. And that's not true. We have vibrant, thriving, flourishing film industries in many other states. Uh, and I think that's RRR and Bahubali has really sort of made that clear to the world uh, that Indian cinema is not just Hindi cinema. It's much more than that. Right. And also the pandemic has had a huge role to play. So if you could tell us more about the movie going culture in India and how has that changed over the last few years? Well, it is a movie crazy country. Uh, it's it's uh, very, very, um, you know, c- cinema is, is the sort of number one, um, you know, choice of, of entertainment. It is, uh, and it's been that, you know, it's, it's a completely movie obsessed uh, nation and, and every other state has its own thriving regional cinema, you know, uh, local cinema that's with its own local stars and its own film directors. So it's, it's always been that, but pre pandemic, I think we were more in our own silos. Uh, because it was harder. It was, let's say for me, I mean, I'm a film critic. I watch films for a living, but it was harder for me to find the new Telugu film playing at a multiplex near me at a convenient time. But what streaming did was give me access. Uh, And I think that was a game changer because we all discovered the brilliance of Malayalam cinema and how Telugu cinema does the sort of over-the-top commercial film in such a brilliant way or all the kind of really exciting stuff happening in Tamil cinema or Kannada cinema, which until a few years ago was considered not as strong as the other three uh, and and is now uh, just churning it out, just churning the blockbusters out, you know. So I think uh, tastes, audience tastes, of course, changed. uh, And some of it is concerning, you know, the traditional wisdom right now is that audiences will only come to theatres for big spectacle movies. The sort of more um, personal, smaller budget ones will necessarily go to streaming. We don't know that. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure that that is the gospel truth. Uh, but you do need to get audiences back into theatres. And, and the success of RRR, KGF2 last year, Kantara, uh, Avatar, you know, which was among the top five films in India last year and now Pathan tells you that people are absolutely ready for the theatres again uh, and they just want they just want that experience, they want the ride uh, that movies need to provide So surely, you know, Pathan which is Shah Rukh Khan's comeback after four years, has changed the mood in Hindi cinema but, you know, last year a lot was written about the panic and confusion in Mumbai, that bigger stars and even bigger budget films were not able to bring audiences into the theatres. But uh, could you tell us, like, what is happening in Hindi cinema? Like, why are films not working? Why are audiences not happy? What is really happening? I mean, to begin with, there was many, many months of just no theatrical releases. Uh, and and that obviously led also to a breaking of habit, you know, theatre going is is a sort of a habit and, and people simply got out of it. Uh, you know, uh, my parents now don't want to go to theatres. Uh, they're, of course, much older and they're just more comfortable watching things at home. And I think that became a kind of a default mode for too many people. Uh, also, 
again you know it's look with the movies uh, there is this great saying by william goldman that nobody knows anything so um, i'm just telling you what uh, the various hypotheses are uh, no one actually ever knows what's going on with an audience or when any of it will flip around and change completely but uh the the traditional thinking right now is that what happened was that that hindi cinema became over the last especially 15 years uh more westernized more leaning towards catering to a uh, audience in the major metros in multiplexes uh, which is of course the paying audience the multiplex tickets are much more expensive than single screens uh and therefore lost touch with the heartland lost touch with you know the kind of the roots uh, basically lost touch with making a pan india larger than life cinema which appeals to more people than the more kind of urban cinema which is what what most hindi film directors were making and therefore when the south came out with films like you know pushpa which is telugu or rrr which is telugu again um, you saw the larger than life heroes uh, you had the song and dance you had the kind of mass movie the masala that that hindi cinema wasn't able to provide which is why they lost their audience uh, which uh, is presumably what pathan has done is given the ride given the adrenaline given the masala and the hero entry back uh, and and got them back into theaters but do you think its success is sustainable or things need to change in bollywood look you cannot design success i don't believe it's possible for any filmmaker to sit and say okay now only larger than life will work or only a certain kind of uh, you know before pandemic it was the mid budget film it was andhadhun and uh, badai do and and those kind of films which were all the rage uh, and now everybody thinks well those films are now necessarily straight to streaming but i think this is all very myopic uh, nobody can predict what audiences will like i mean drishyam 2 has done massive massive business and that's a story of a family uh, that's not in any way a big spectacle film that doesn't have you know um, those kind of songs and dances either uh, but it's the storytelling it's the narrative it's the mystery and it's the murdering and the killing and and how this man gets away with it so i think what has to happen with hindi cinema and what perhaps they lost sight of was simply how important the writing is and how much needs to be invested at that stage uh, that it's not about the stars it's never about the stars uh, the foundation has to be correct your writing and your script has to be in the right place and then you build on it stars are um, brilliant and wonderful and and we all go to theaters to see stars uh, but a star without a script uh, is not going to be saleable anymore Right. So I think what is also interesting and unique about Indian cinema is its star system. So if you could tell us, like, who is the Indian movie star? If you had to describe it to someone who doesn't know about India, well, the Indian movie star is uh, somewhere between um, human beings and God. <laughs> they they are demigods. That's who they are, and and they've been that for years. I mean, you know, Rajesh Khanna. in the late 60s early 70s is was seen as the sort of first 
superstar but to my mind raj kapoor devanand dilip kumar were superstars uh, you know so this was something that came into being very early on uh, in the you know just post independence in in the 50s uh, and the the sort of relationship between the indian audience and their stars is uh, is very reverential it's very um it's it's they on a pedestal uh, in a way that they are not in any other film culture in the world i think that what we have here in india is a very very unique relationship and a very unique sort of perception see you have to understand that films in india are not just entertainment right it's a way of life it's a uh, you know cinema sets your fashion trends the movies teach us how to talk the songs that play in nightclubs at birthday parties at uh, evening dinners all come from the movies so cinema is a massive cultural force it's it's almost a religion so obviously then the relationship with our stars is very unique and very different right but that is also changing there was the scene which is doing the rounds on social media of salman khan and shahrukh khan two of the biggest stars in india talking about like how like there's nobody to really follow and be in their shows so is the star system in india changing i don't know will we see the sort of super size stardom of salman shahrukh amir i don't know if that's possible anymore in the time of social media when the current and the younger stars are so accessible and so available it's a tough one but will indians stop obsessing with stars no that's never going to happen are we going to not be dazzled when any of the younger stars walk into the room of course we will of course we will another thing when we talk about uh, stars these days is the boycott culture you know films are being boycotted stars are being specifically Uh, their films are being targeted um on social media initially you know one dismissed it saying that it's another like a case of social media trolling but then you know now it's it's seen that it does impact the business of a film no it doesn't it doesn't surbi <laughs> if anything pathan has proved that it doesn't impact that film opened to 57 crores in india that is massive but how do you see the boycott culture you know i think like- it's unfortunate I think it's just unfortunate it's it's uh, unnecessary negativity um but it is what it is if you can't control it why think about it or worry about it you just make the best film you can right and also another kind of accusation on indian cinema and, and hindi cinema is the whole thing of nepotism you know which is a conversation that kind of started in the us also with nepo babies so what do you think are the nuances that we miss when we talk about nepotism in indian cinema Look, nepotism is a fact of life in every ecosystem in this country. Uh, you want to talk about politics? You want to talk about business? Uh, you know, uh, sports is perhaps the one area uh, where you don't have nepo babies because finally the talent has to be proven on the field, and if you can't do it, you just can't do it, right? Uh, but uh, uh, why are we singling out the movies? Uh, you know just look at political leaders look at business leaders how many uh, world uh, sort of how many massive uh, business families do you have where the family is not taking care of it and they are hiring somebody from outside you don't right so the truth is that nepotism is is something it's a larger 
malaise and a larger conversation uh, in india in in especially in hindi cinema hindi cinema has been very much uh, a, a sort of a, it's been boutique production houses until 20 odd years ago uh, there were very few studios you know i mean you had great producers like you would have a yash chopra you would have a subhash khai uh, you had producers who ran these boutique production houses but you did not have studios uh, with so you had people creating private uh, sort of systems for the making of movies for the distribution of movies for the release of movies now if those people want to hire so and so's son or daughter there is nobody that who can kind of uh, object to it it's not public money it's private funding right uh, is it a good thing of course not there are many many talented people who would not get access uh, because people would rather you know hire the next son or daughter so is it good for the health of cinema not at all uh, but it is how cinema evolved there were major film families like the kapoor family where you have fourth generation kapoor's acting uh, you know yesterday a film called faraz released which has zahan kapoor uh, who is the son of kunal kapoor who is the son of shashi kapoor who is the son of prithviraj <laughs> kapoor right so uh, look the, I, I, my take on this is that what nepotism will do is it will open a door is nepotism going to take you further than that no it isn't uh, there is no power uh, no star powerful enough to ensure that their son or daughter is also a star finally what they will do is they will make a movie for them uh, they will perhaps make many movies for them but can they ensure a career no they can't uh, you've got to have the talent or you've got to have the charisma uh, and increasingly i think uh, even charisma is uh, is far less important than the talent i think today in fact karan johar had said this to me that you can no longer just be a star you have to be a star actor right 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 so you know you had written sharukh khan's biography like 20 years ago if you had to like add chapters to it what would you talk about and say about sharukh khan about indian cinema you know for me the biggest thing has been uh, the emergence of the pan india film i think uh, th- that's been a very very sort of critical development in um <clears throat> in where indian cinema is going in the way that uh talent is perceived in the way talent moves from one cinema to the other you know the fact that fahad fasal is now a pan indian star without ever doing a hindi film is is amazing uh and so welcome uh, so i think that's something that i would really focus on uh i would really focus on a film like rrr going global and by going global it's not just playing in the us it's running to packed houses in japan so you know uh, i think that's a massive massive kind of uh, trajectory uh, that should be recorded and should be talked about uh, and sharukh has of course uh, it's been it's been the peaks and the valleys uh, for him since we did our book which i want to say was 2007 or 2008 so the last 15 years have been uh, you know have been very very uh, i mean of course his stardom exploded uh, there was there was major major films and then there was at least four or five years of you know just successive uh, 
films that underperformed and then four years where he didn't do when he had no releases uh, so it's been and then of course the kind of you know happy ending with pathan so it's 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 a movie waiting to be made right but uh, would you not talk about the rise of nationalistic films in hindi cinema like what would you say about that well that's part of the larger zeitgeist that's part of what is happened in the country uh so uh it is it is uh you know i mean films are not removed from society they come from you know from what the current mood is and that is the current mood and that is what films will reflect right and also i wanted to talk about the space you've created for film journalism and criticism in india with film companion i would say as a as a journalist who worked in india and as a cultural reporter that cultural criticism is on a decline there is not much space but you've created one with film companion you know i think it's it's very important to have a platform with engaging credible entertainment journalism uh, and the the sad truth about a lot of entertainment journalism in india is that most of it is a lot of it is now advertorial uh, it's marketing it's not journalism uh, and for me it was very important to create a space uh, where you would read a review and you wouldn't necessarily have to agree with the review but you know that the review is not part of a advertorial plan that the marketing team has made with the publisher uh, you know so to have reviews with integrity with credibility to have conversations about cinema that is and and film companion uh, was actually and i'm very proud of this was launched uh, pre bahubali and was was a pan india platform uh, before bahubali oh, so it was we always wanted to talk about indian cinema and not hindi cinema uh and and that's been the journey that that it's it's not been easy it's very very hard uh you know i i'll never forget this i had a meeting with a potential investor and you know i sort of gave him the whole spiel of uh you know creating journalism uh which is well written thought out uh which has integrity uh and he looked at me after a while and he said but you know integrity is not monetizable and i just i didn't know what to say i think i was speechless and i left and but but you know it's not true it's not true uh i think if you stick to it and you just keep going uh, uh i'm probably not going to come out of this as uh, uh, as you know jeff bezos uh, but it's fine it will pay for itself it does pay for itself <laughs> i think we've created an audience around the world which is so wonderful um i think we've encouraged people to think about movies in a different way uh, and it's been such a learning experience for me i mean uh, i don't know how many film critic entrepreneurs there are out there in the world uh, so it's been fun it's been fun for uh, us listeners and viewers too <laughs> i wanted to end with like a rapid fire of sorts sure which is your favorite film of 2022 i would have to say rrr really <laughs> yes i loved it i saw it with an audience in japan i saw it again at another couple of instances and it's it's amazing how it the high is consistent just because you know the animals are going to jump out it doesn't lessen the euphoria of the jumping <laughs> so i think it has to be rrr one actor we need to watch out for someone who's new 
Is that an idea? Like somebody who's... Anybody, anybody. You know, for me, for me, the big... Uh, in January, I saw a Netflix series called Trial by Fire. And there's an actor named Rajshri Deshpande, who isn't new. She's been doing work in series and films for, for 10 years. Uh, but I just think that she did not get... Uh, you know what her talent deserved and this this tree this series really gave it to her and she's just stunning and i hope more people give her work and more people dis- discover her work i had in fact actually written a profile on her in 2018 she's fantastic yeah and she's been doing she's been doing great work for so many years but i i don't think there was enough applause for it one filmmaker we need to watch out for so somebody you don't know already someone who's new and interesting maybe or somebody who's undiscovered like you know about it but people may not know or even like somebody who's well known and you're really looking for like we should watch out for their film this year well you know there's going to be so many very very exciting major movies you know like like i, I mean i'm i'm very interested to see what Prashant Neel creates next. I'm very excited about Karan Johar's Rocky or Rani, but those are all the massive mainstream movies that people would be excited about anyway. I think what would be lovely is, I, I mean, I'm really looking forward to Lijo Perlsheri's next film. Uh, you know, he's a he's a fantastic Malayalam filmmaker who had a release in January, and I'm probably going to maul this completely, but it's Nan Pagal Niratha Mayakam, which is Tamil for an afternoon slumber. And a very baffling, very mysterious, but wonderful film. Uh, so I'm always excited about what Lijo does. He's, he's a very, very exciting filmmaker. Um, I'm excited about uh, so many of, you know, the the what's exciting for me is that I'm also now able to see like Tamil cinema or Mal- I mean, for me, Malayalam cinema has been the real eye opener. That's uh, those are the guys making just fantastic movies. Uh, one of the films I caught too late last year was Jaya 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 Hey, uh, which is just the most incredible film about a toxic, abusive marriage. Uh, so I would recommend everybody watch that. Who is like your all time favorite actor? And a film. You know, my all-time favorite film is, of course, Shole. But actors, I'm not... I don't become sort of a fan of actors, you know. Uh, For me, it's a movie. So each individual film speaks to me. Yeah, and your last book was also a mix of... I forget its name. It's called A Place in My Heart. And it's about... A Place in My Heart. Yeah, it's about 51 people, movies you know, uh, different things in movies which have a place in my heart. Right. And it was like amazing because uh, it's like the theater itself is a, <laughs> has a place in your heart. Correct. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It does. It really does. Actually, I was like, whatever I've seen, I'll only read about that because I don't want any spoilers. So. Right. Of course. <laughs> of course. But it was like a joy reading that book. Uh, with such a mix of it. Like you don't expect... Uh, when you read like listicles to be such a mix of everything. (laughs) Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. I think that's about it. I won't take more of your time. Super. Thanks so much, Surabhi. It was lovely chatting with you. This has been The Lead by New Lines magazine. You can find Anupama Chopra on Twitter at Anupama Chopra and read her reviews, interviews and recommendations on her website filmcompanion.in. This week's episode was produced by Joshua Martin and hosted by me, Surbhi Gupta. For more like this, subscribe to The Lead and visit our website, newlinesmag.com.